Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living Word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. There's good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner he gives travail to gather up, to heap up, that he might give to him that is right before God. How is this wealth transfer going to take place? It's not going to take place sitting on your sofa calling things that be not as though they were. And I know because I tried that for 15 years. I was in a Word of Faith church. And I was just hanging out in Starbucks and my friends and playing chess and poker and, and calling things that be not as though they were. And I was broke every day. I was really checking my mailbox. And I was every time I go to the Starbucks or to the pizza restaurant, I'd always look on the floor for money because I'm waiting for the wealth of the wicked to come to me. Because I was confessing it. But it doesn't come that way. Okay. The wealth of the wicked, the wealth transfer comes through marketplace transactions. Through marketplace transactions. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 3 through 6. There's a a widow woman, and she has a a child, and she's in debt, and the prophet comes to her, and the prophet, uh, she comes to the prophet, and she gives him her last little meal. She sows it into his life, but she didn't end there. And this is where we've missed it by seeing some preachers saying, if you give me your last little bit or you give me your offering, God will bless you. That's not the end of the story. After she sowed a seed, she had to go into the marketplace and make some transactions where God can multiply and and, and bless. Supernatural multiplication. Blessing means supernatural multiplication. Jesus blessed the fish that multiplied. He blessed the bread that multiplied. So he, she told her to go out and borrow vessels, not a few. So she went out into the community, knocking on doors, borrowing vessels. And, and when she did that, she took the oil that she had, whatever little talent or gift she had, and she began to use that. And God multiplied it and multiplied it until she ran out of vessels. Because if she would have borrowed more, she would have had more. So to the extent of your transaction, to the extent of your effort in the marketplace, is the extent of where the blessing will flow. Amen? That's why I have this business and that business and this going on and that going on and TV show. I'm extending my, myself in the marketplace. Believing God for the oil to flow, multiplication to flow. Amen? And God transferred wealth to her. Up to the limit of the amount that she borrowed. The scriptures very clearly, she didn't get more because she didn't borrow enough. Very clearly here in the scriptures. Another place. That's in 2 Kings 3 through 6. I could read it to you. He says, then he said, go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors and empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon my sons, and I shall pour out into all these vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she and her son 
bring me a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not another vessel. And then the oil stopped flowing. So when you stop going out, stop marketing, stop advertising, stop trying to improve your customer service, stop trying to better your business, stop trying to make sure your place is clean and out of excellence, that's when the oil stops. Okay? The wealth transfer comes through transaction. Exodus chapter 3. God's taking his people out of bondage, out of poverty, out of Egyptian slavery. And at verse 19, he says, I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, no, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, women's of wonder, amen, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give this people, listen this, I will give the same bishops about to bring the favor in a minute. He said, I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it should come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of their neighbor and of, the, of, her, of her that sojourned in her house jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And you shall put them upon your sons and your daughters and you shall spoil the Egyptians. God wants you to spoil the devil. The Bible says when Jesus spoiled principalities and powers, that means he stripped demonic powers. That word spoil is the same concept of a chicken having all of their feathers plucked. That means totally stripped dry. God wants the church to strip the world and the, in, the, in the marketplace totally dry of their resources. You can't compete with Chick-fil-A in America. You can't compete with Chick-fil-A. They're opening up Chick-fil-A's like popcorn. Popcorn chicken, hallelujah. Amen. You can't compete with them. They're excellent. I went to Chick-fil-A for the first time in my life a couple of weeks ago. And I said, you know, I've never been here, man, but I heard all about you on the news. I heard you're expanding all over the country. I heard that you guys are Christians. I want to try the food. She said, oh, it's your first time, sir. Well, let us treat you for whatever you want. I've never been to a fast food restaurant that treats you. Have you ever been to a restaurant? No way. And I ordered a shake and fries and all kinds. And my friend ordered a bunch of food. And then we're talking there. We're sitting there talking. And, my, and the lady says, sir, your fries look cold. Can I get you some more fresh fries? Wow. And they're closed. They're closed on Sunday. They don't even open on Sunday. But nobody could compete with them because they have the blessing of God. Amen. And God wants you to spoil Egypt. But the favor that he gave the children of Israel was not to sit in their house and speak in tongues. Something wrong with Pentecostal people. We get so spiritual and so heavenly and so lazy and we think we're going to prophesy money. You got to, before you prophesy, I mean, you got to prophesy money, but then you got to go out there and get it. Amen? Amen? If you want to prophesy money and be lazy, just don't waste your time. Prophesy it over me. And I'll go out there and get it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. So he put favor on them. And after he put favor, he said, now go into Egypt and go and borrow. Hallelujah. I told the river of God, Galleria. I said, you know, I make, sometimes I make, sometimes I'm like, Lord, I need 20,000 US dollars. And I don't even know where I'm going to get it from. And I'm just like, I need this, 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 and that. 
And then I just start praying for it and I calling it in. And then it's just, you know, opportunities come my way. And I never say no to an opportunity. Someone said, can you tra- translate a book from Mandarin to English, a, t- a university textbook? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And my wife said, honey, don't lie. I, you, you don't speak Mandarin that good? And, and I can't, my English is not that good, don't lie. I said, honey, be quiet. <laughs> I said, I'll charge $100,000. And I'll pay a professional $90,000. And I'll make $10,000 for doing nothing. See, God brings opportunities your way. And because you're lazy and you have no wisdom and you're so insecure. And you don't think you can do nothing. You don't have to be able to do anything. It's a gift just knowing to know people. Amen. Oh, you need, you need this replace in your house? No, I have, a, I have a, my company will do that for you. you. You have a company? Yes, now I do. <laughs> Let me give you a quote on that. I'll send someone down here tomorrow. And you negotiate a price, you make 500 bucks? Hey, that's better than nothing. Amen. Right? There's, there's, read, there's money all around you. Hallelujah. But the favor comes upon you when you go into the marketplace and you begin to do some transactions. Amen. I was telling my brother here the other day, I said I was praying for a job. And, um, you know, and they, they said that we're not hiring. One thing I learned is that any big company is always hiring. Always. So they told me several times they're not hiring. I kept going back. I kept going back. Because I said, no, the devil's a liar. You're hiring. Every company's always hiring. So I came in again, and they're like, oh, by then they knew my name. Hey, 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 Castillo, how are you doing? Joey, good to see you. I said, yeah, I'm here again. And they said, well, look, we have no jobs for you. I said, look, ma'am, I can cook. I can clean, mop, sweep. I could answer telephones. I could do customer service. I could carry boxes. I could pray. This is a World Harvest Church. I said, I, I, said, I, I, I could do anything, anything you need, I could do. And if I don't know how to do it, praise God for YouTube. YouTube will teach you how to do everything. I got a job in Canada as, as a marketing uh, director, and they wanted me to make all these brochures and flyers. I don't know how to do Photoshop and... I don't even know how to use Microsoft Publisher. But I taught myself how to use Microsoft Photoshop. And now I'm, I'm not as good as that guy right there, but, you know, I'm okay. I, I used to make all my own stuff, hallelujah, you know. But I taught myself. You could learn it on YouTube, amen. I knew a lady, and she's a single mom, and she began a construction company, interior design construction company. And she had a good eye for stuff, but she didn't know how to do it. But she would just hire some Mexicans to do it. So she would get the project and hire some Mexicans. But she was giving a low price. She was passing out flyers, offering a low price, and nobody came to her. So then God told her, no, I want you to charge higher than everybody else. So she went, made new flyers, and charged higher than everybody else, 10% higher than all the competition. And she, since then, she's not been able to put down the phone. She is constantly packed with, with jobs. Now as employees, contracts all over. She needs no advertising because she charges too much. Because the people think, oh, she must be the best because she's so expensive. Amen? But God wouldn't bless her just sitting at home. She had to go into the marketplace. Amen? The the wealth transfer will come when the church takes dominion and takes favor and brings it into the marketplace. Favor does not operate on the sofa. Get your ass into the marketplace and use it to till the fields. Amen? Amen. I mean donkey. 
Ass donkey, hallelujah. See, some of you are more upset about me using a King James Version word for donkey than you are upset about your lack of money. Amen? See, that's the church's problem. We major on the minors and we become no earthly good. The word kingdom is a two-part word. And it means king's dominion. The king's dominion. And the saints are called to take the king's dominion, to take the king's government, to take the king's rule and the king's blessing and the blessing of their heaven and the blessing of their king and bring that dominion into new domains. That's what our assignment is. Do you hear me? The human beings have 12 DNA strands. We only operate on a two strand. It's called the double helix. So when Adam fell in the garden, he fell 10 levels. And is not only operating on a double helix. But we actually have 12 major DNA strands. There's 12 apostles. There's 12 tribes of Israel there's 12 foundation stones into heaven 12 is the foundation of the government of God and you are made in the same image and likeness of God with 12 DNA strands meaning you are the governmental holder of God's kingdom here in this earth Jacob's ladder did not have angels descending and ascending but they were ascending and descending the angels were coming from jacob into the world and through jacob you are the door to heaven you are the open gate to heaven you are the jacob's ladder i'm sorry but jacob didn't have telescopes and he didn't have the science that we had he wasn't looking at a ladder he was looking at a dna strand and he says i see a ladder See, when we flow in the Holy Ghost and we're moving and releasing miracles, it's not coming down from heaven. It's flowing through you. I've had many people tell me, Pastor, when you came up to me, just when you were standing in front of me, I felt a wind blowing from you. That's because I'm a window. I'm a gate. I'm a government of God. God gave the priest 12 stones to represent the, the 12 DNA strands that they are made in the image and likeness of God. You are the foundation, the carrier of God's glory. Do you hear me? The kingdom comes from you. The dominion comes from you. The glory comes from you. The angels are released from you. Jesus said, don't say there is the kingdom and here is the kingdom. He said, look, the kingdom of God is where? It's in you. So if it's gonna, when you come into a city, you bring the kingdom. When you come into a company, you bring the kingdom. See, when you realize that, then you bring a presence with you. And when you bring a presence with you, you bring a favor with you. Amen. Amen. And you bring an atmosphere with you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to keep on going because we have two other speakers here, but I'm I'm trying to whet your appetite here. Amen. We supposed to bring the dominion of the kingdom of God. We supposed to create new domains, medical domains, chicken domains. You know, a hallelujah. Open up a Jolly Bees. Hallelujah. Hotel. I knew a Christian girl 
a friend of mine from Living Word, my church, she opened up a McDonald's in Indiana in, a, in an area that nobody wanted to buy that once. She said, I'll buy it. And that McDonald's became the best, most grossing McDonald's in the whole country. And she made it a theme McDonald's. There's like a rock and roll McDonald's. She made this one like a Motown. She made a theme. She had an idea. She got permission from headquarters to make a theme. She made a theme McDonald's and it became a tourist site in the whole country. Wow. Christian woman. Even you could have a Jolly Bees and have the most successful Jolly Bees in the country. Yeah. Once you know how to release the dominion, amen? Yeah. Medical dominion, chicken dominion, hotel dominion, marketing dominion, religion dominion. But children differ nothing from a servant as long as you're a spiritual baby. Even though technically you're Lord of all. While they're looking that up, let me tell you something. Offense, offense is for offense. Offense is for offense. It was offense... It was division and offense that created the Nestorian Church of the East. The Church of the East, which was not Greek, it was not Catholic, it was the Church of the East, and it was created out of offense. Bishop Nestorius, or Nestorian, whatever, he did not accept that Mary was sinless. And he did not call Mary the mother of God. He said Jesus had two natures. He's fully God and he's fully man. And Mary was the mother of the man nature, not of the God nature. So she's not the mother of God. She's Mary, the mother of Jesus, the man, that, that nature. And the Catholic church kicked him out and he moved over to Syria and that started the Eastern church. Because of the Eastern church, the gospel went to India, China, Japan, Mongolia. It was because of that fence and because of that offense that the gospel was able to continue to spread. You don't need everybody on your boat with you to do what God says to do. You don't need the cooperation of all the other churches. You need to have some authority over you. You need to have, you know, past five-fold ministry authority over you. But you don't need to have every church on board. You don't need to have every denomination to agree with you. Amen? Do you hear me? Charles Whitfield told Finney, George Whitfield told Charles Finney, the great revivalist of the Second Great Awakening. He, he, every church he went to, he was kicked out. They said he was too radical, Charles Finney. Every church he preached that they kicked him out. They kicked him out. You guys know what They kicked him out. And George Whitfield said, listen, chap, they kicked me out too. You don't need them. Just go in the open fields and preach out in the fields. And before he knew it, there were more people coming into the fields to hear Finney preach than they were going to the church. And Charles Finney ended up having a revival that that swept over the entire nation of America. And we had the second great awakening because of division. The church didn't receive him. And he went out and preached in the fields and he was God's man. Amen. You don't need to have everybody agree with you to do what God's called you to do. You don't need to have everybody on the same boat with you. To do what God's called you to do. Amen. When my pastor came. When he came to uh, Chicago. Dr. Bill Winston. God told him don't connect with everyone in this city. Don't connect with everyone. You just go. Stay alone. Preach what I tell you to preach. And the pastors gathered around. They called my pastor Bill Winston. They called him to a lunch meeting. 
and it was a, it was a sabotage. It was a trap. They trapped him in there to tell him he was preaching heresy because he was preaching on faith and the blessed and healing and, and prosperity. Only Christians have a problem with prosperity. Jews have no problem with prosperity. You t- try and talk a Jew out of their Abrahamic blessing covenant, right? They'll laugh you in your face, you dumb Gentile. Because for a Jew, they, it's ingrained from their childhood that they have the blessing of Abraham and they ought to be the head and not the tail. Only Christians have a problem with that. Because we're unlearned and we're untaught. We err because we don't know the word of God or the power of God. Amen? God wants you to be blessed. And they got him around and they, they said, we're going to run you out of this city if you don't stop preaching that mess. And he said, listen, guys, I love you. I'm not going to get in a strife with you, but God told me not to. I don't need to belong to this union of pastors. He told me, he sent me here to preach the word. And I'm going to preach the word. If no one comes, no one comes. 20,000 members later, those pastors got in trouble. And they got in financial bond and almost lost their buildings. And then they came back to my pastor, repenting, and asked Pastor Winston to loan them some money. And Pastor Winston's a man of God. He said, I'm not going to loan you money. I'm going to bless you. I'll pay your mortgage off. So you don't need everyone's agreement as long as you have heaven's agreement. Amen? Amen? We end right here, Galatians 4. Now I say that the heir, say I'm an heir. As long as you're a child, a suckling, a spiritual baby, you differ nothing from a slave or a servant, even though you're Lord of all. You see, you are Lord of the entire kingdom. All the resources and wealth of the earth belongs to you. But as long as you're a spiritual baby, looking at yourself like unworthy, unqualified, uh, you know, just, you know, something's wrong with you, or you don't come from that family, or you don't have a good enough education. I knew a guy that had a couple, a man- couple mansions and a j- jacuzzi, and he was so uneducated, he called it a jacuzzi. God qualifies the unqualified. You don't need an education. You should get one. But you don't need to have it for God to bless you. You don't need to have the right relationships and the right connections. Because you're an heir of God. Everything belongs to you. But you're going to continue to live like a servant or a slave. As long as you're a spiritual baby. So God has to put you under tutors and governors. Until the time appointed of the Father. See you are kings of the whole world. You should be on the high places of the earth. But the only reason you're not is because you're still spiritually immature. It's time for you to wake up to your royalty. Move in the favor and the covenant of God and take dominion over your life, over your family's life, and over every place that God has put you. Amen? Amen. Let's turn it over to Bishop Greg Gill. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to 
know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me, forgive me of my sins, wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins, and on the third day he was raised from the dead. From this day forward I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me, and we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life, because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com, or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God.